Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Today's issues, American Family Radio. Tim, my dad, our host here, is having some microphone issues, so we'll let him get that resolved. We have in studio with us Fred Jackson, bringing us the news of the day. Hey, Fred. Good morning. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Glad to have you on. Uh, Just to remind our uh, listeners of uh, how to keep up with the show, today's issues, how to listen live to the show, they can uh, go to our website, afr.net. AFR.net is our website. Uh, You can also download the AFR app and uh, listen live to the AFR app. With that being said, uh, we're still getting Tim's headphones uh, uh, fixed, Fred, but go ahead and get us started for the news of the day. Oh, there's so much news to report. I want to draw people's attention, though, to the top story on the Fox News site this morning. Biden administration's photos of empty migrant facility are misleading. That according to a Texas Democrat. Now, what the pictures the White House put out, you know, the Biden detention centers filled with dozens, hundreds of illegals who have crossed the border. The White House has put out pictures of of these detention centers being empty. Well, the Democratic congressman who represents a, a an area, a border area down near Texas, is calling out his own party. You know why? Because he says those people have just been moved to other Biden detention centers just a stone throw away. Now, this is not a mistake. This is not a mistake. The Biden administration is under fire for the crisis at our southern border, and it is a crisis. It's a catastrophe, and it's ongoing. They're not doing anything to stop this. We've been talking about this. But for the White House to put out pictures of empty detention centers and to say, look, we're resolving the problem. We're moving people out of these detention centers when the reality is they're just a stone throw away in another detention center. But they just moved the they just moved the they just for a moved, photo shoot. Just, for a photo shoot. Yeah. It's just it. Well, that's just deception, intentional. Absolutely, Walker. Yeah. So, and, and you got a you got a Democrat congressman calling out. Yeah. The White House for doing this. Yeah, this is, and this is not the first time a Democrat, a congressional Democrat, has has parted ways with the White House. Uh, with this congressman, I think has spoken out before on this Cole, issue. Congressman Cole. Yeah, yeah he, he's a, he's a Texas congressman. Yes. So his yeah. districts have to deal with this. Yes. And we saw where the Arizona senator uh, spoke out after the State of the Union because guess what Biden didn't talk about during the State of the Union, <laughs> the border crisis. Yeah. Um. And and so Democrats, the the lawmakers in these districts in these states, Democrats and Republicans, they're actually having to deal with these issues. So they're speaking out against the Biden administration. And uh, this is this is absolutely deceptive to to clear out basically clear out a detention facility to take a picture. Yeah, keep in mind also that the White House will not let independent photographers that's right. for news agencies go into these uh, 
facilities mm-hmm. to take pictures, to take videos, because they want to keep them away so they can control the narrative. It's similar to what happens in communist state control media, mm-hmm. where you don't allow uh, the free press to come in and document what you are or are not doing. You mm-hmm. just say, this is what we're doing, and then there's no way to verify. Yeah. Um, so, And we saw where Senator Ted Cruz went into one of the facilities and, and one of Biden's employees, one of the, I guess it was a Department of Homeland Security employee, uh, was was blocking uh, Senator Cruz yeah. from videoing. Yes, um, uh, it's amazing. And in light of, of what we've just been talking about, the Associated Press yesterday put out a story that the Biden administration has awarded some no-bid contracts. What's a no-bid contract? In other words, they basically pick one one agency, no competition for this. Putting out contracts for billions of dollars to build more detention centers and to hire people to manage. For instance, at Fort Bliss, where up to 10,000 of these people who have crossed the border illegally are going to be kept. This is an army base. Where, where is, is that Texas? Fort Bliss in Texas. Okay. They're hiring an agency and paying them $614 million to manage the ones that are being held at this army base. That's not a bad contract. You don't have to yeah. build anything. And, and there's there's really only two reasons for a no bid contract. There's either you either it, it needs to be expedited. There is no time for bids, which is plausible considering it's a crisis. Or they already know who they want to give the bid to, or yes. the budget, or the the contract to, so they don't even want to have to give out bids. Which is that's very unusual for a government contract. Well, you know, you mentioned the words uh, catastrophe and. What, what was the other description? Crisis. 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 You know, this is a, uh, I'm not sure what you can do when you have a president who doesn't care that his country is being invaded mm. Yeah. Um, by hundreds of thousands of people who are coming here, don't even speak the language. I'm talking English. And all he cares about is spending billions of dollars to <clears throat> build places to hold them. Yeah. Mm. That's uh, that's the ones he wants to hold. The rest of them, he just lets them come on in. And and uh, I was reading a gentleman on the border who lives on the border, uh, and he was saying that there's no border control anymore. No. He said that the, the border control is overwhelmed with this and that basically – you got people are come walking across and doing what they want to and going where they want to. So the the numbers that you get from the border control would be a border would be ones they catch apprehensions. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these people just turn themselves in and then they're allowed to go on their way. And uh, it's again, <clears throat> I don't know you. I don't know what you do. Quite frankly, because if, if if the United States congressman and senators, if a Democrat congressman, a Democrat senator like a gentleman from Arizona, the newly elected, uh, what's his name? Mark Kelly, the senator Mark from Kelly. Arizona. If they can't do anything to hold the White House accountable, yeah. if the vice president of the United States who's in charge won't even go see the, what the problem is, mm. won't even deal with it, who's supposed to be in charge? And the president is there for four years. 
uh, I guess that that they are just counting on being held to no account. Yeah. Yeah. By the mainstream media, you mentioned the word Tim invasion. We we must underline the fact this is invasion by design. Joe, oh yeah. Joe Biden designed this invasion. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Remember 2019. Y'all he come. Says, if I'm elected. I'm summarizing, but he said y'all come basically. If I'm elected, I want a surge. Right. That's what he said. That was yeah. his words. Yeah. I want a surge. Yeah, yeah. but but to, to to Dad's point about what 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 you do as a country when your leader doesn't fundamentally believe in in his but, first priority, protecting yeah. the nation. Yeah, it's like one of the most basic functions of government is to protect its borders, which is why we have this entire infrastructure, actual infrastructure, and 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 uh, apparatus in place to protect the homeland. Not so we can turn people away, but we can let people in legally and through order and process so we, well, we at least know who's in the country. But when the commander-in-chief doesn't believe in border control, then what do you do? Yeah, I don't know what you can do. A federal judge maybe can stop some of it. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but it just I, I'm almost tired of talking about it because there's nothing you can do about it. Right. If you ever had a problem where you go, well, there's nothing you can do about it, so what's the point in continuing to discuss it? The bottom line is the president of the United States and the vice president don't give a rip that people are coming in by the hundreds of thousands, maybe even a million, they say by the end of the year, mm-hmm. illegally into our country and, our, uh, and the gentleman – who's supposed to be in charge of protecting the nation, doesn't care. Right. And, and I, I, I wonder, I'm, I'm think, it makes you wonder, do Democrats who, do Democrat voters in this country not care about that? Maybe they don't yeah. care. Huh? Well, a lot of these. Because he, he was elected. He, yeah. was, he was elected. Now, <laughs> we could debate that right. one. Right. Okay, but let's just assume for a minute that he was elected mm-hmm. legitimately, talking about Biden, then that suggests to me, because this was a big issue, that suggests to me that we have a lot of our own fellow Americans who are Democrats who say, I'm good with people pouring into our country illegally and not stopping them because yeah. that's racist. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, it's interesting. We've talked about Democrats who live in border states. They're raising the alarm. I'd be ra- If I was those Democrats, I yeah. would be going to my fellow Democrats who live further inland yeah. and say, you got to support us on this. Yeah. Why aren't you speaking see, out? I know, but they're not being heard. You know, yeah. it's, it's almost, I've mentioned this several times throughout the last few years, but it, it's almost as if the American citizenry, the voters, have short-term memory or only have short-term memory because there was backlash against Obama for his liberal policies, remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, Republicans took back the House and the Senate, and, and Obama hardly didn't get anything done, with the exception of the two-year window where they had all, uh, both houses in the White House. Yeah. But then, so you okay, the American people woke up to that. They, uh, not the modern-day woke, and they, they, there was backlash for the left-wing policies of the, Biden, uh, the Obama administration. Well, now you look, you know, eight years later— or six to eight years later, and now well, we're going back to the same policies. Yeah, there, there's going to be a backlash. I think the Republicans will win the House in two, 2022, and maybe the Senate, too. So there's going to be a backlash. I, I firmly believe that against the Democrats for this kind of letting people pour into our country by the 
hundreds of thousands uh, and do so illegally and basically facilitated by Biden and the Democrats. However, uh, how many people are going to come in between now and 2022? You know what, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So I think the Democrats are taking the long-term view, mm-hmm. and that is this. We, we get as many people here illegally as possible, let them pour in, and then we give them amnesty, and then they're locked in to vote Democrat for decades, thus the end of the Republican Party. So it's that, more, it's that, more that, about permanent power, permanent political that's, power. That's the strategy right. that the Democrats are operating under. So if it means temporarily uh, they have to just pretend like it doesn't exist – or Harris doesn't have to go to the border because she doesn't want to draw attention to the disaster mm-hmm. that it is. They're willing to take that. They also know that they're going to be co- uh, the mainstream media is going to cover for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but for for how long? Yesterday, Tim, uh, we dealt with the story of the incident in Houston, Texas, where the the police, the authorities there got the 911 call mm-hmm. last Friday. Mm-hmm. They find this house with 97 people in it. The New York Times gave us details. We dealt with this yesterday. That what happened was this woman in February contacts a smuggler in Mexico, pays him $11,000 to get her brother into the country mm-hmm. illegally. He's one of the 97 in this house in Houston. She gets a call. Uh, last week sometimes saying, you can come pick up your brother, but we need another $6,300 before we release him. And then she gets a call from her brother inside the house saying, you better come and pay that money or they're going to kill me. So ransom? Yes. Now, wow. this this all takes place after Joe Biden becomes president. Right. Mm-hmm. This this smuggling deal the was cartels, initiated. The in cartels are, are, are thriving. They're thriving. Yeah. So for one of these individuals yeah. in this house... They're demanding close to $20,000. Yeah. She's so ca- scared about her brother being killed, she then contacts the authorities who go in and raid this place. Five men all in the country illegally are running this house, and all 97 inside are in the country illegally Yeah, as a and result of Joe Biden's policy. Yeah. I wonder, Walker, politically speaking, do you think that a president can be impeached for this? In other words, if the Republicans take over the House and the Senate— can they impeach Biden for dereliction of duty for not protecting the, the homeland? Do you think that's a possibility, or is well, the, that too the, much of a stretch? The impeachment bar is high crimes or misdemeanors, unless well, you're Nancy Pelosi against Donald Trump. Right, anything Donald Trump does, which was a yeah. problem that he didn't do anything that was impeachable. Um, I think I think ne- refusing to f- to to fulfill and follow your oath of office. Remember which is to protect and defend constitution. the Constitution of the United States of against, America against all all enemies foreign, foreign and domestic. And domestic. That, that's a basic tenet of being the leader of the free, country, free, free world. And if you can't do that, and if you're actively implementing policies that undermine the rule of law and the U.S. Constitution and our sovereignty as a nation, to me, I, if that's not impeachable, I don't, then, then nothing is yeah. pretty much. That, then that would be severe, but I think that would be an order because um, otherwise, what, what what recourse do we have as Americans to stop the invasion mm-hmm. of our country if our own leader d- 
fosters it. Right. You know? All right. You're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Fred, next story. All right. Uh, You know you must be doing something uh, that's good for the country when the mainstream media attacks you. Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, I think is now regarded as the mainstream media and the Democratic Party as their enemy. Because everything he does now, every time he opens his mouth, he comes under fire from the mainstream media. Well, the mainstream media is going absolutely ballistic this morning against uh, Governor Ron DeSantis because he signed into law a new law that increases the integrity and guards against voter fraud in Florida. So let's have a listen to what uh, Governor DeSantis announced this morning. It's cut number five. Right now, I have what we think is the the strongest election integrity measures in the country. I'm actually going to sign it right here. It's going to take effect. You have to show uh, a picture ID to do all these other things in society, clearly voting. We're also banning ballot harvesting. We're not going to let political operatives go and get satchels of votes and dump them in some drop box. We're also prohibiting mass mailing of balloting. We've had absentee voting in Florida for a long time. You request a ballot, you get it, and then you can mail it in. But to just indiscriminately send them out, is uh, is not a recipe for success. We're increasing transparency even better. In Florida, we track the votes coming in in real time. Not the results, but we know who's voting, what your registration is, and we follow the turnout so that when the election's over, we know the universe of votes that have been cast, and it makes it so that someone can't dump 100,000 votes two or three days later. And then finally, we're prohibiting private money from r- basically running the elections like these Zuckerbucks that they were doing <laughs> in all these different parts of the country. Zuckerbucks. I haven't That's heard true. that before. Zuckerbucks. The, the mainstream media, the Democrats are going nuts calling what DeSantis announced this morning as racist. Yeah. You Voter know, ID. Yeah. All of a sudden is racist. Yeah, well, that, those talking points don't fly amongst your aver- your, your average yeah. person. You know, th- this the, what the Democrats and maybe they understand this, maybe they know this, but that their their terrible mm. decision making creates big backlash. And, and and these loopholes that were used in twenty twenty are being closed now. Yes, they are. They're yes. being closed across the country. And people, I know it. What happened in twenty twenty was a travesty, but in these states, it's not going to happen again uh, because there there are. There are law firms going to bat for people who believe in the rule of law, and these bills here uh, are being drafted very smartly, very good. They're good bills. Georgia uh, did it. Um, Florida's doing it. Other states have done it where uh, the, the shenanigans that, that, that the left pulled in 2020, they're not going to be able to pull again. I tell you what, Governor DeSantis there from Florida is a rock star. Uh, he, I think he's the clear leader if he wants to be for the uh, 2024 uh, presidency, for the for the Republican side. And uh, I hope President Trump will back off and support him mm, because, yeah. because uh, I, I really do. I, I think he probably will in the end, although I have no particular insight in that. But uh, he, he is able to articulate a conservative principle position and, and and he can he, and he does so and he he doesn't have you know you you watch people sometimes and you go well yeah he's good on this and that but look at him he's a politician <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying we can we've been around long enough we can sort of see okay he's good on this and this but here there they go watch them they're right. 
they're uh, they go out to see which way the wind's blowing. Uh, DeSantis doesn't does do that. He was a Freedom Caucus member. Yes. Yes. When he was in the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to sign up for the Freedom Caucus, you want to you're saying sign me up for that. When you're in the uh, House of Representatives, you know you're you're putting a target on your back. You're going to be called a, a radical. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to be said you're uh, racist and all this stuff, and <clears throat> unjustly and unfairly. But right. so he has he, he has toughness. Yeah, and and I I I just think he's the guy. Well, the other reason the mainstream media and Democrats don't like him, Florida is about the first state that really opened up getting rid of the COVID restrictions. Right. And here's what's happened. It's worked because the infection rate in Florida, COVID infection rate is way, 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 way down compared to New York and California and places like Michigan. Here's the other thing he announced this morning. He had some supporters behind him, so you may hear some cheering in here. Uh, He announced that he's giving bonuses to those state employees, first responders, and others who worked so hard uh, during the COVID outbreak, cut four. Yeah, we did uh, bonuses for all of our sworn law enforcement, firefighters, EMTs. You know, there's people around the country that are trying to defund police. We're funding police and then some with $1,000 bonuses for all the folks who wore the uniform who protected us during this very difficult year. And obviously, COVID was a big challenge. They don't have the luxury of, of doing police work on Zoom. You have to show up. you got to be on yeah. the streets. But it's also the way the police were treated throughout our country. Uh, they've never been treated more poorly in some parts of our country. And I said from the very beginning, that is not going to stand in Florida. We're back in the blue. We're going to back the law enforcement. And this is a token of our appreciation for the great work they've done. Wow. Where, where, where did you get that audio? That He was uh, on being interviewed on Fox and Friends this morning, okay. but he did this live. It was a press conference announcing yeah. the, the raises. That's that's amazing. Yeah. They're giving $1,000 raises to all first responders in Florida. Compare his reaction and his support of police to Minnesota. Yeah. To Pennsylvania. To uh, Washington State. To Portland, Oregon. Yeah. You know, for better or worse. Uh, Let me just defend Pennsylvania for a minute here, Fred. Yeah. Uh, I think Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Probably, yeah. yeah, I should say The rest of Pennsylvania is pretty good uh, yes. as far as being uh, supporting law and, law and order. But the right. other city I want to mention is New York. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cops are quitting yeah. by the hundreds yeah. in these cities. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you know, the um, I, I read story after story of people fleeing uh, New York and California, and there are other states too. Mm-hmm. Um, going to Texas, going to, um, going Florida. yeah, Florida. going to Florida, and so uh, Montana, Idaho, Colorado, Arizona—they're yeah. getting out of California. Yeah, I, I read a story yesterday. It was a, f- a well-known uh, artist that is a multimillionaire that's leaving New York. He said the taxes are too high. I'm going to Texas. <laughs> And so that that's going to continue happening, and the the, rev, the revenue is is running dry in these states. I got a, I got news for you. If you're wealthy and you're trying to run from the tax man, Biden cometh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Biden will find you wherever yep. you are. <laughs> Biden is is getting ready to hit a lot of. He says only people who make four hundred thousand dollars or more, right? Yeah, mm. that's who he's going to target. Right. But guess what? All the business owners. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And all his liberal uh, celebrity friends. Yep. 
Huh? Uh, one of the... Uh, well, I'll tell this later. All right, we'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. You can use this information right here. Tim Wildman discusses life's most important issues. So you can have a sea turtle alive out there right now that was here during the Civil War. It's like getting a university degree. Kind of. Tell the world! <laughs> Here's What's the, the question, question How wide is the wingspan of the world's largest roach species? Listen to the Trivia Friday edition of Today's Issues. Friday mornings at 10 Central on American Family Radio. <laughs> Trivia Friday. Woo. What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God? After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. There are only two sexes, male or female. If you're conceived with a Y chromosome, you will develop into a male. In His Image is a documentary featuring life-changing testimonies of former LGBT individuals. In my most formative years of development of sexuality, I went through a brutal time of uh, sexual distortion, molestation. Visit InHisImage.movie to watch In His Image. Well, everybody, welcome to this unboxing video as we unbox my hormone blockers. In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing. Visit InHisImage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. President Biden shared a personal anecdote about his relationship with a train conductor the other day. It was part of a speech celebrating the 50th anniversary of Amtrak. Biden racked up a number of miles during his time in the Senate, traveling between his home in Delaware and Washington, D.C. Biden said when he was vice president, his good buddy Angelo Negri rushed up and grabbed him by the cheeks and gave him a good ribbing about traveling more than a million miles on Air Force One and not Amtrak. Joey baby, that's what Negri said. Biden said he thought the Secret Service might accidentally shoot his friend. A funny story that turned out not to be true. Turns out that Negri had retired from Amtrak in 1993. Biden was not vice president until 2008. I doubt there was anything sinister about the president's camp, but once again, it does cast light on whether he is truly of sound mind or in the vernacular of Amtrak, whether his train has gone off the tracks. I'm Todd Starnes. Thank you for listening to American Family Radio. Here's a thought from Scripture. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For He has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. 
Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues. That's the name of this here show on American Family Radio. I think I got my microphone. We have our microphone fixed, so I'm back in my normal seat. Not that you care. <laughs> why would you care? You're just listening on the radio. I don't know why I told you that. Tim here with Walker and Fred. Uh, listen, on June the 13th, uh, we are going to have a day of prayer and appreciation for law enforcement. Kind of going back to what Governor DeSantis was saying a few minutes ago. We back the blue. That's what he said. <clears throat> And we're so we're going to have a day of prayer and appreciation for law enforcement here at AFA and AFR. Amen. We're sponsoring this, and other groups I'm sure will join in. We we don't, you know, it's nothing where we're trying to bring attention to to us. We're we're just promoting this, uh, and we mean it. A prayer, a prayer and appreciation for law enforcement. So, along with that, what we would like to do is play testimonies on the radio. On that day, from people from around the country who want to say thank you to our law enforcement. And so I'm about to give you a phone number. So even after the show's over, or you can do it during the show if you don't want to listen to us, you can call this number and do that. You can leave a testimony uh, for appreciation. Just follow the instructions there. Give us... Just, you can say your first name and where you're from. <clears throat> Here's the number. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. absolutely. All right. I'm about to get the phone number. And this dials our offices here at American Family Radio. So that's who you're calling when you call this number. And then you'll be, uh, you'll be told what to do there on how to leave your message. And then that message will be played on the radio later on uh, in June. Here's the phone number, 877 877- Eight seven six eight eight nine three, eight seven seven. Eight seven six eight eight nine three. Again, one more time. Eight seven seven, eight seven six eight eight nine three, is the phone number. And let me tell you something. Um, either we support law enforcement in this country, or we're going to lose our nation. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a. Uh, you you pick and choose, right? This splitting down the middle, trying trying these politicians trying to split down the middle like, like cops are half wrong and the BLM is half right and and all this stuff. No, that is not true. Uh, either we support law enforcement, or, or we lose our country because we have to have law and order. How do you have law and order? You have to have people to enforce the law, right? So that you can have order. And uh, so, uh, and they can't be afraid to do their job and do it properly, which that's is right. the, the environment that the left has created mm-hmm. has created doubt in officers' minds as to whether they're going to be supported should they make the right decision. Yeah, there is no war by the police against black men in America. No, that's a complete and utter myth. Yes. 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 Being promoted by the mainstream media and the Black Lives Matter Marxist group. Yes. Now, as we've said many times before, do Black Lives Matter? Absolutely. Black Lives Matter to God. 
and they matter to other to non-black Americans. Uh, we love <laughs> we by we I mean white people love black people. Black people love white people. Like Charles Barkley said the other day, he was saying we he he was basically Charles Barkley was saying hey we're we're being gaslighted here. Right. We we all know each, we we all know black Americans and white Americans and Hispanic Americans. We all get along pretty well. Right. The vast majority of the time, it's just that some groups are trying to divide us along racial lines and make us pick and choose along a false narrative. That's what I'm saying. So, are there times when police make mistakes that affect black men in particular? Uh, yes, there are. But it's very rare. But it's very, very rare. And the point is, uh, police officers don't get up in the morning going, you know what, uh, I, I think I'd like to go out and uh, find a black man to harass or kill today and make, make my life a lot better. And, you know, that's just that's the narrative created that uh, the left-wing media wants to promote and Black Lives Matter is made a mint off of. Right, okay. quite, quite literally. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So it's, so it's, that, that is just not true. And the vast, vast, vast majority of law enforcement officers in this country are, are very fine people who, uh, uh, who are just trying to protect their communities. Their communities and those of us who want to live with law and order and peace. Right. Okay. They're peace officers is what they are. So that's why we're doing this because they do need our prayers and our appreciation and uh, so that's why we're promoting this. Yeah, anything, yeah. anything you want well, to add along those lines? Walker? Well, yeah, to, to further your point, you know, the, the we, we there there is no option, uh, there is no plan B. It, it's we have law and order, or we don't. That's right. There's no there's no middle ground, and and when you start undermining those who who protect and serve, it's it's horrible. The the results are horrific for the people living in those communities. You look you look at at, at cities. At Democrat, this is unanimous. Democrat-run cities where where law enforcement are not supported by the local officials, the mayors, the city council members, when they're not supported, mm-hmm. when they're undermined and they're criticized unfairly, uh, people, the citizens of the cities, they uh, are, are are they face the consequences. I tell you, I tell you what, too, is going to happen here. We've mentioned this before. Uh, the consequences of completely uh, of the way that, especially in these big cities like you're talking about, Walker, the way these politicians and some on a national level like Maxine Waters and others, the way they're denigrating the profession yes. of law enforcement officers, they're denigrating the profession. They're smearing them with a broad brush. Derek Chauvin uh, case in Minnesota and act like, Act like that's sort of some sort of national problem. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, what you do is there's a couple things that happen as a consequence of that, a fallout of that, which may be in many, many people, it may be unintended consequences. However, what does happen, <clears throat> you start denigrating the profession and, and, and the respect for the badge then you're gonna have you're gonna have a lot more people being smart alex to the to the cops yeah. in, in, in when they're pulled over 
or when they're stopped, when they're asked a question, than when they're told to do something. We all in this room grew up with a healthy respect for the police. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. Yes. And you do... You, 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 you get in, you, you, uh, engage with a police officer, uh, you do what they say and you do it fast. Are you, you, are you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, so really, really with all people, positions of authority, whether it be your teachers. Yes. I mean, that was, that was widely taught across the that's board. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you have respect for authority. That's right. And what, what these lefties are, are, are communicating is you don't have to have that anymore. You know what? Mm. A police officer pulls you over. You tell him what to do with it. Right. And okay. We, we played the clip. Uh, yeah, we been, did. It may have been a Monday of, yeah. the, of the, the person, yeah. the teacher that, that was bad-mouthing the cop. Well, that's yes. what you're hearing now from some of these left-wingers. They're saying, uh, listen, uh, 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 they're giving excuses for why you don't have to comply with the police. And almost all, I think you mentioned this, Walker, almost all, if not all of these cases Rare that they are that come up where uh, somebody gets shot by the police, they're running from the cops. Yeah. Or either they're fighting the cops. They're, di- they're disobeying lawful orders. They're disobeying lawful orders. Huh? Right. And they're threatening the police. And then and then something bad happens. And then they go, oh, he shouldn't have shot him. Hmm. You know, or, or, or he didn't hmm. deserve that. Or, well. He shouldn't have ran from the cops. You start running and confronting the cops, bad thing. It's gonna not gonna end well for you. But anyway, I just wanted to say that you 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 may not see the, uh, you're not gonna see this on the news every night. But the more you denigrate respect for law enforcement, the more you're gonna get. The more people are gonna feel emboldened to be smart Alex with the police, which only causes the cops to go, oh yeah, well, <laughs> huh? You know what I'm saying? Uh, so. That because that's human nature, and then the other thing is, uh, when you when you do that, you're gonna the loss of of experienced officers who are retiring, mm-hmm. are are getting out of the profession because they're not gonna put their lives at risk for for and be denigrated at the same time. Right. Then. If you if you hire more newer police officers, they're going to be less experienced. Yes. All right. So a less experienced person in a role as a police officer is more likely to make a real bad mistake. Right. That's true in any profession. Am I right? Yes. You see what happens here? So it's it's an uh, it's an under it's a um, undermining of the profession of law enforcement and we cannot tolerate that in america that's got to stop that's why i commend governor DeSantis for just saying it out loud we back the blue mm-hmm. and um either we have law either we support law enforcement uh uh and or, or, or we're going to lose law and order all right there's sermon over <laughs> you're listening to today's issues on the american family radio network uh Parker, we never did tell folks how they can watch our show on the internet. If they want yes, to. yeah, we have a today we have a Facebook page and a YouTube channel for now until we're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Facebook page and a YouTube channel. You can go to just type in today's issues on either of those platforms, either of those platforms, and you can watch the show each weekday. You don't get to pick and choose which, uh, which. What do you call it when a police officer tells you, to, let me see your license? Which orders you're going to obey and which ones you're not. No, so you obey the orders, and then if you got a problem when it's all said and done, then you go see the judge. Right. 
and you yeah. say, hey, this police officer mistreated me. Really? File, file a complaint. File get a, a lawyer. Complaint. Right. But don't, don't, uh, don't fight the cops. Right. Most of these people are fighting the cops because uh, they're wanted. They know they got used, they're wanted for something, and they don't want to go in. They got a warrant out for their arrest or something right. like that. Right. All right, Fred, go ahead. Well, we're hearing the phrase systemic racism a lot from the Biden administration over and what over. It, what and does that even mean? That means there's racism all across our society. And it's built into the system. It's built into the system. That's the narrative. All right. I want to bring to your attention two programs announced by President Biden in recent days. He announced COVID relief for the nation's farmers. He says he wants to, uh, because a lot of the farmers were hurt during uh, COVID lockdowns, et cetera, et cetera, announced a $4 billion loan forgiveness program. Well, you had to read down in the small print. There is one problem. It only applies if you're a black or African-American farmer or American Indian or Alaskan Native, Hispanic or Latino, an Asian-American or Pacific Islander. Does that include the Eskimo? Yeah, I, I guess it would. I'm not sure how much farmer, farmer, how much farming they do up up way up north, but it leaves out white farmers. So five white farmers now are being represented by a legal firm. They are suing the federal government. They're going to win that, and they're going to win days it. out of the week. Wait a minute! Now, <laughs> the whole point of the civil rights movement was to get away from racial discrimination. Yes. Well, so Biden wants racial. Well, discrimination? Dad, that was back then, and here we are, and we're yes. woke now. So now, discrimination is acceptable. The reaction from the Biden administration to these lawsuits, listen to this. The Agriculture Secretary, Tom Vilsack, is defending that white farmers are being locked out of this. Listen to this. This is what he had to say when he was approached about this yesterday. I think you have to take you back to 20, 30 years when we know for a fact that socially disadvantaged producers were discriminated against by the United States Department of Agriculture. So wait a minute. That's not COVID 20, 30 years ago. This is called a COVID relief program. We're talking about the last 12 months. Yeah. But because of something that may have happened decades ago, ah, these white well, farmers, they're not going to get a penny. I think, I think they're going to, I think uh, they're going to win their case. Yeah. That's, that's blatantly illegal. Yeah. You can't just, you can't, the whole point of the civil rights act is not to discriminate based on skin color. And furthermore, I don't even know, why would you do that? If you're the Biden administration, why would you say, hey, all the farmers, you want uh, money for COVID relief? Y'all come get in line. Hey, you white farmers, go back to your farms. You're not getting squat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, why would you do something like that? That only. That's the narrative of the Democratic Party. Right. They play that race card over and over I, and I, over I, again. I would say, I, I don't. If you're a farmer and you're going to get these kinds of uh, this kind of money or subsidies, the question is, why does it matter what color they are? Right. It, 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 really it isn't. It, is, it, it, it isn't like African American farmers are not going to get the money if the white farmers also get the money. Right. Are the Eskimo farmers <laughs> or whoever whoever else? Uh, I need to look that up. I don't even know if there is Eskimo farmers. I doubt it. But uh, if there are, but but uh, it's just what what they're trying to do again is. Uh, it's that woke politics, and uh, so I, I think the uh, 
The farmers of European descent will probably win their case right there. Yeah. Well, it's not just the farmer case. We're now finding out that the COVID relief program that President Biden announced for yeah. restaurants, they are going to favor restaurants owned by people of color in that COVID relief. Oh is this all this is about? It's, every, it's everywhere? Now, but it, it kind of goes, I was thinking about this this morning because I'm, I'm just like you, Tim. I'm shaking my head. I can't right. believe this is happening. But I go back to the election campaign. I go back to what, how about Joe Biden and the Democrats have been talking over the last several months. They keep talking about systemic racism. They keep talking about our programs. You talk about the infrastructure program that Joe Biden is out there selling. He's down in uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana today. They, they keep saying, and we're going to be looking at businesses owned by uh, those who have faced racial discrimination. And they have their list of things, uh, yes. which describes everybody but a white person. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, and th- this, is, this is the way this Biden administration is operating. So you're telling me they're going to give loans uh, or they're going to give grants? Financial aid. To, to rest, financial aid to restaurant owners as long as they're not white. Yeah, at least, well, white they may give white owners may get some, but they're going to be way way down the list. Mm-hmm. But why would you? Again, why does that? Why does the skin color of the restaurant owner matter? Well, well, it gets into their fake narrative that America is a racist country, and we all know it's not. But everything everything the Democrats do is based on identity politics, <clears throat> because they're trying to put into law, and they are putting into law. Um, discrimination, yeah, but discrimination against people who are white. That's good for the country, right there, huh? Right. So much for unity. Okay. But you know, here's the thing. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to reach into logic here. Good there, luck. There are, <laughs> but but there are Democrats who own restaurants. There are people who voted for Joe Biden who own restaurants who have been hurt by COVID lockdowns. Yeah. So Joe Biden is sticking his finger in their eyes as well. I mean, I, I'm not on, even as a, I'm trying to put my political suit on just for a second right. here. I, that doesn't make sense politically. Yeah. It really doesn't. Well, and, until our country stops making decisions based on skin color, until we, until we're able to look past that, then we're not going to, we're not going to be able to move on. The Democrats won't move on. From this identity policy. Well, they don't want to. They don't want to because right. they want to scare the living daylights out of uh, non-white people so that they can say we're the protector against the white people putting you back in chains. That's what Biden said. To borrow from Joe Biden. Unbelievable. So that's, that's what they got. That's the game they got going on here. Although I think more and more minorities, by minorities I mean non-white people in America are waking up to the how they're being pandered to and they're being used. Uh, I don't know. That, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, you ever, you ever been pandered to and you realize, Hey, they're, these <laughs> people are just trying to brown nose me. Mm-hmm. Although, can you say brown nose in a situation like this? I don't know if that's appropriate or not. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But we all know what brown nose means. I have no racial connotation attached to it. I just mean it as you're trying <laughs> trying to butter you up. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's what the Democrats do to minorities every election cycle. They try to butter them up to say, hey, you need to vote for us because uh, 
See those Republicans over there? They're gonna they're gonna put you back in chains. Yeah. That's what that's the narrative that they want to put forward. Uh, it's not true, but it works to a large extent. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. The email you can use if you'd like to send us one is comments at afr.net. Comments at afr.net. Next story, Fred. Well, this is part of an ongoing story about uh, the mental health of President Joe Biden. The other day, he went to an Amtrak station celebrating, I think, the 50th anniversary of Amtrak. And he went off script. Now, I think his handlers get very nervous when he goes off script. Oh, you bet they do. He says he's going to get in trouble. <laughs> yes. If he does that. Yeah. So he's relating a story about, um, he, you know, when he was a senator, he used to run back and forth from Washington to his home. And he used Amtrak. That's not in dispute. But the story he told was that when he became vice president in 2008, that he continued to use the train. He talks about, you'll hear him talk about Secret Service, very nervous about him using the train to get back home. And he talks about that on one of the trips back home when he was vice president, this was 2008 to 2016, um, an old conductor friend of his kind of noted to... uh, uh, Vice President Joe Biden at the time, boy, you make you not only make a lot of trips on Air Force Two, but you make a whole lot of trips on the train, okay? And he, he mentioned a figure. There was one problem. The conductor's name that he mentioned that, that praised him for using the train in 2013, the conductor had died in 1993 that he mentioned, the name that he mentioned. So I'm going to let you listen to this story that Joe Biden told the other day at the end. How long is it? Because I can't listen to much. Of, okay, it's, it's a minute long. Okay, I can tolerate that. All right, cut number two. <laughs> when I became vice president, one of uh, the Capitol Hill newspapers estimated that I had taken more than 7,000 round trips in Amtrak over my career. And there was two conductors. One of them was a guy named Angelo Negri. And Angelo, there was an article my, I guess, my fourth or fifth year as president, vice president, saying Biden travels 1,300,000 miles on Air Force One. And I used to, the Secret Service didn't like it, but I used to like to take the train home. My mom was sick, and I'd try to come home almost every weekend as vice president to see her. And uh, I was getting on the train, and Angelo Negri came up to me and goes, Joey, baby, what's the big deal? A million, 200,000, 300,000 miles on Air Force Two. You know how many miles you travel on Amtrak? I said, no, Ange, I don't know. And he gave me the calculation. And he said, you travel 1,515,000 miles on Amtrak. Yeah. Now, what's wrong with that story? Wow. Well, the conductor the numbers. <laughs> that he, well, the conductor that he is quoting during a trip that he says he made in 2013, uh, they've, the conductor died many years earlier. So what's going on there? Well, I'm just doing the math on this. What he say? He's taking seven thousand trips on Amtrak. He just makes he just makes he just makes stuff up. Let's just assume he takes a trip a, a trip a week, a trip back and forth. Let's say he's going from D.C. to Philadelphia or hmm. Pennsylvania. Isn't that where? That's where he's Delaware. From? Delaware. Delaware. Okay. 
D.C. to Delaware, all while he's a senator, which goes back to the 80s. Let's say he takes one trip back and forth a week. That's can't, a, can't just count them as two. Count them as two? Yeah. You know that, what I'm saying? Count it as two trips if you want to be generous. Yeah, that'd be 70. You're trying to, you're trying to find out his numbers here. Right. 52 weeks out of the year, that's, that's 100 trips. He'd, he'd have to be alive for 70. He'd have to ride the Amtrak once a week for 70 years straight with no breaks <laughs> in order to go take 7,000 trips on Amtrak. <laughs> this. He'd have to take Amtrak to get his lunch. <laughs> he, this is what Biden has done his whole career, though. He just, he just makes up whoppers. <laughs> and it, it all sounds good. He said he was arrested for going to see Nelson Mandela and Andrew Young, the former Democrat uh, mayor of Atlanta, had said, no, he didn't. No, he didn't get arrested for going to see Nelson Mandela. It was, I think it was Andrew Young who said that. He, he just tells whoppers and... And he can, yeah, and he ever, can tell whoppers. I've been around. I've had friends that do that from time to time. Tell whoppers. Down through my life, we all know the Whopper Tellers, but they sound, they sound, uh, but they got good stories, huh? You don't really question every specific detail. So we here we have four Pinocchios Biden making up a new one there. On uh, you think he just got his years wrong? Could that be the case? I, I don't know. He mistook the names. He got the years wrong. Got the numbers other that, wrong. Other, a, mil- a million miles. A million miles on Amtrak. Yeah, other that's a day, lot of miles. The other day he was telling everybody to go to ccc.gum. <laughs> Did you see that one? Oh, yeah. yeah. Need to go I to ccc.gum. We'll be back. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.